Welcome to the Kupinger Coal Analyst Chat. I'm your host. My name is Matthias Reinhardt. I'm Lead Advisor and Senior Analyst with Kupinger Coal Analysts. My guest today is one of the founders of Kupinger Coal Analysts and the Principal Analyst. It is Martin Kupinger. Hi, Martin. Good to see you. Hi, Matthias. Pleasure to talk to you. Pleasure to have you again. And we want to talk about one aspect that is often ignored or not really deeply looked into. We want to look at proper management of enterprise infrastructure, no matter where it actually is deployed, be it in the cloud, be it on-prem, hybrid, be it serverless. So the proper management across all these platforms by better understanding what actually criticality is, what the relevance and what the impact on a business is. What is your what is your opinion on, on that topic of managing infrastructure in general? Yeah, so I came across this topic in, in a couple of conversations I had, for instance, with some of the uh, Keem slash Dream vendors, so cloud infrastructure entitlement management or uh, dynamic resource entitlement and access management uh, vendors, which start at uh, with, with the, the position that they say in the public cloud environments, so AWS, Google Cloud Platform, Azure, we have the problem that we need to manage um, service access to resources. And yes, this is a challenge. But um, in some of this discussion, then there came the, the notion up that this is a new challenge. I believe it's just something which is an, emerging and which is getting more complex and that the differentiating factor in either is whether it's the cloud, no, the, the service account. We, when we look at a traditional privileged access management solution or the PAM solution, that always was about saying, we manage access of service accounts to certain resources. In that case, very static. The technical accounts to that Linux server, to that Windows server, et cetera. But at the end it was, how can I, can I control it? How can I limit this? How can I? Manage what happened is that the number of service accounts or services, service identities is growing rapidly when we go into today's modern IT environments. So we just have more of that. We have more workloads. We have more resources. We have to compute the storage resources different in a different manner. So that was the, the, the one big change. It is more of these uh, sort of service identity service accounts and it are more resources because everything is more dynamic. So my perspective is that the fundamental shift is really this evolution from a static IT to a very dynamic, very agile IT where workloads are uh, way more dynamic. And that happens not only in the big public clouds, that also happens in your private cloud that happens everywhere where you run a, a Kubernetes cluster and stuff like that. So it's bigger and it is an evolution more than a revolution. Right. And you've already mentioned it. I think this, this, this Kubernetes as a, as a basis for, um, the, the orchestration of infrastructure comes with the beauty of saying, I, I don't care where applications or where infrastructure or where services are actually deployed. Um, I deploy them where they are required to be deployed and no, um, no question whether I have a, a, an AWS subscription and that makes me deploy it there. Um, but to say, 
this is a, this is a workload. It has a criticality. It, ha it has business impact and business benefit. And I will des uh, describe it in general, what it needs. It will need, as you said, privileged accounts. It will need resources, data. It will use, it needs user accounts, service accounts. And, and once this is described, and this is a template, a policy in the end, then it can be orchestrated to run where it is required to be. So you need this level of abstraction that Kubernetes obviously gives you. Um, and then you can say, uh, let's deploy it where it needs to run and let's scale it up if required. Uh, does that meet your your view of, of things as well? Um, I, I think what, what meets my view is that, yes, we have this abstraction between the sort of the traditional static physical server. So we will say, this is the, the, the hardware, this is the metal, uh, we have an operating system on it. Okay, then over time there came VMware, which or other virtualization technologies, which added a little bit to that. But but right now this has has really changed, and it gets more more volatile, more dynamic, and that changes the way we need to manage it. So when something is static, you can easily say, okay, I configure this for that server, and the server will run for the next couple of years, and I don't care much anymore about changes. In that new world you just described, it is very different because um, it is harder to get a grip on and you need to be also more abstract in the way you're working because you think more in, uh, in, in, in more different types of resources and, and relatively abstract resources without knowing what is the metal, so to speak, behind that. Right. And uh, you, you've mentioned that in an earlier episode that um, that the complexity um, that results from this uh, from this dynamic char uh, characterization of the infrastructure can only be handled when it is well done, when it is automated as uh, as much as possible. Uh, so we need to get to proper approaches also to to deal with this dynamic infrastructure, no matter where it runs. Um, how, how could this be achieved? There need to be technologies around that support you in in getting to grip with this complexity, right? Yeah, I, I already mentioned one set of technologies, which is DREAM or KEEM area. Um, I think basically the, the point we, we uh, when we go a little bit more abstract, what we need is we need to understand what is out there, what is out there in, in resources we, we consume, um, what is, which environments do we have? Um, what is um, what are all these assets in a, in a sort of some way? Uh, what are the things we are, we, are, we have to manage? That is that is the one part part of it. And then we need to to use technology to to apply and to create policies and to apply policies to that, so that we have something where we say we automate that management based on policies. We add a governance layer for sure as well. Um, that might be augmented in some way by by some level of AI ML um, or not. It, but it, it is about, from my perspective, really then having an automation, uh, policy-based automation uh, for for managing these dynamic environments because the policies are, at the end, then the static element. You describe a policy which says this can be done or this can't be done, which is generic enough to apply to to a, to, a, to a changing world. And then you get back to something which you can control. It's very easier to control things that are 
static than controlling things that are uh, dynamic. And this is, I think, where we sort of get on this control layer again. Um, and so that is basically my answer. And we described this, as you said, in, in a couple of concepts. So I talked in my keynote at our um, European Identity and Cloud Conference uh, 2021. I talked about three of these concepts of so basis um, for generally speaking, how can you um, come to, to an efficient creation and, and, and management and operation of applications in an agile environment? So how do you deliver to the business? Um, so does, which was more the approach, how do you do the development, the agile development and dream as um, how do you deliver and manage and secure the infrastructure below that? So I hint to that and I'm sure Matthias, you will uh, link that keynote recording um, to this episode. Um, so I think we, we, we need to, to modernize a lot of things. And we are on that journey, I see a lot of vendors doing great stuff here around policy-based automation, around um, managing dynamic workloads. So we are, we are on, on that road already, we are on track, but it's still some way to go. Right, and for people interested in that topic, they might look at at, at standards, at technologies, at protocols, at languages like OPA um, that uh, lay the foundation uh, for policy-based uh, description of of rules, of a rule set, of a corporate policy, and that can then be used no matter in which aspect is, it is then deployed, be it for, for network access, for identity and access management, or be it for the deployment of infrastructures, as you've mentioned um, before. So it's really having a, a common set of policies that would be then, as you said, the stable factor, um, the static factor, um, and from that you would derive the actual incarnations of the infrastructure at deploy time or at runtime, but to have a, a strong foundation to build upon. Um, as you've mentioned, I will link to the, to the keynote, and I think um, people wanting to educate there, I of course recommend to go to the website of Kupinger Call Analysts and to, to um, uh, search for the topics that are related to that. That might be DREAM, so D-R-E-A-M, that might be CIEM to to get the, the, the bigger picture, to, to see um, how things play together, but also um, start with the um, with the keynote from the EIC and maybe also some of the episodes from that podcast. Um, for the time being, thank you very much, Martin, for being my guest today, for having a, a look at this static versus dynamic and how to deal with that aspect of modern um, dynamic IT. Thank you very much, Martin. Thank you very much, Matthias. Bye-bye.